Well, hello, 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 and welcome to Sisters You Have Value podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tolliver, and I'm super excited to be here with you today. Happy Friday, happy Friday. This podcast was created for women because we believe in the power of sisterhood and unity, and we strive to build a community where women can share their passions, learn from one another's experiences, and support each other on their journey. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Sisters You Have Value podcast. If you're a new listener, thank you so much for tuning in with us today. Give us a like, share, and follow. Tell a friend. If you are a returning listener, thank you so much for your dedication and time of being here with us, and we pray you are learning some things along the way. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Grab your coffee, grab your tea, grab your drink. You know what it is. And let's get into this podcast for this Friday, September 15th. All right, today, y'all, we titled this podcast, Do We Always Have to Have the Last Word? Ooh, yeah, I know that's kind of sticky, women. Do we always have to have the last word? Every sister know they've done it. Y'all know it. If you didn't, you lying. Um, We got to have the last say. When it comes to our men, our bae, our booze, uh, whatever significant other, whatever you want to call it, there are times in our lives, more than most, that we just feel like we had to have the last say. What's behind that, y'all? What's behind all that? Why in an argument (laughs) are we so hell bent on getting that last word in? Usually it's with the man. We used to do this just with our men. Uh, do we see that like winning the argument? Is it an ego or a pride thing? I know primarily it's a woman thing because men, they're not concerned with that triviality uh, as getting in the last word. Because I'm going to tell you, uh, men are, are cave dwellers. Men going to go in. They don't have time for that. They're going to say what they say. Um and sometimes, you know, again, men can't walk into bubblegum like we can. They are one-dimensional. And it has to be one thing going on at a time. We want to argue about this, and you're going to bring up what happened last week, month four last, all this mess you've been harboring and holding, and you want to get them all at one time, and this man don't have a clue what you're talking about. He done forgot three weeks ago, a month ago, and all of that. So <laughs> this is a woman thing. Uh, but... Can we explain that, y'all? We have personally been in an argument. I know it with somebody, and you had to get the last word. Um, some women may think they have little power aside from their sexuality. So they struggle, y'all, day to day with this power thing among themselves and among women. I mean, I'm sorry. And so we want that last word because we want to be seen as if we in control of that conversation. And for the same reason, we'll say little when a house is being built by your husband, but you're going to fight tooth and nail to have power to decide what color the wall paint. Y'all know how we do. So uh, some people think it's genetically programmed into us. Um, I don't know. I, I I can't call it. But I do subscribe to the theory that men and women are wired different, good or bad. But it's true. Um, what's that book? Uh, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, that, uh, that book. So I know it's true, y'all. But is it to have the last word or is it to be right? That is the question. 
so yeah, that is the question. Having the last word may not be a habit for some of us, but that doesn't mean we never do it. Let's face it, when the subject is close to our hearts and y'all, when we know it's something that we know is right, is near and dear to us, we're going to get that last word in, even if it's some kind of inaudible gibberish that sounds like uh, you talking complete rubbish. I don't want to hear all that. That's what we do. But y'all do know that having the last word doesn't always mean you're right. It doesn't. It means, now, it could mean we stubborn, that we refuse to let go. At worst, it means we're arrogant, too. So whether it's in an angry exchange of text messages, y'all, we could be face-to-face, shout match on the phone, but it's natural to be the one to get the last word in. And it's got to be a definitive word where we're done. Um, However, though, y'all got to understand, and the reason we're having this topic today is so paramount to know sometimes during the heat of an argument, that last word may be the worst and not the best way to end the clash. Y'all got to know the power of your words. Y'all got to know that these things are so important and paramount um, that we have to watch what we say. Um, sometimes we've been too heavily influenced by the mental images from, you know, stuff on TV. We always talk about um, what what are this social media myths. Y'all want these relationship goals like X, Y, Z, but y'all don't know what they live in to do that. So we feel like we're empowered by what the people on the screen do. Y'all do know that's just a script. Y'all do know. That's not real life, but you'll incorporate that mess into your life and you'll tear down a whole relationship because you wanted to be like Bonquisha on the TV. So um, when we do that, uh, we are sitting here like literally, I mean, we are literally living our life and our relationship based off of what we see on TV. And that's not how this thing works. That is not it at all. And so we got to be careful, y'all. Y'all have to really be careful with that um, because if you offend your partner and you got a retort for making this dramatic exit and slamming the door, he left, like, stunned, like, what I did, what I say. So, you know, y'all got to be careful with that. In real life, y'all know we don't have no script. It ain't no screen, ain't nothing no TV. Uh, real world conflicts is messy, is hurtful, is damaging to the relationship, but particularly um, so when a partner play a one-up on your game. Y'all got to get that one-up like it's a battle. You got to have that one-up. You got to have that last say. You figure that if you can just come up with that phenomenal statement of the truth can set your partner straight, but unfortunately, strategizing during a remote romantic dispute it only arose the feelings of trust and good faith. So you may be right, but you've only caused your partner to feel that you care less about the relationship and more about winning. And some of y'all do. But then again, that's childhood trauma, CPSD, uh, you know, uh, uh, PTSD. And and so we, we bring those things with us into the relationships. But whatever the discussions, you know, um, you feel like it's impossible to have your opinion heard. So um, you need to have an opinion on almost everything. And on top of that, you got to have it. So um, we have to be careful in that. Um, we we got to be real careful in that. And, and that's why I uh, did this tape today, this podcast or whatever you call it. Um, now, there's also other people with a personality uh, like an egomaniac. 
you could be bordering one. And so an egomaniac can be defined as a person who is obsessively self-centered or egotistical. So why do they feel the need? There's many reasons they feel the need to have the last say. Trying to understand the psych behind aggressive behaviors can help us plan the course of action. So what, what's one of the one things that they have? Insecurity. Somebody who lacks confidence or self-esteem may try to assert themselves in other ways by expressing himself or herself in a forceful way. So uh, should this be the possible reason for their insistence on having the last word? Trying to discuss your differences with sensitivity might help you reach uh, a peaceful outcome. They probably need to be heard more strongly than they need to feel validated. Another reason for these egomaniacs is arrogance. A person with extreme arrogance genuinely uh, not able to accept that they might be wrong or that another person's opinion is equally as valid as their own. Sometimes we get into these things and their opinion don't even count. Their opinion don't even matter. It's what I say. But unfortunately, it ain't worth arguing with you under no circumstances because you don't have no understanding. Uh, egocentricity. Uh, some people feel the need that uh, they just simply need to be the center of attention. You're going to argue black is white in order to keep the spotlight. And so you you feel ignored from your home life or you want to feel important in other areas of your social or uh, professional relationship. So um, I, I just don't think these things are wise. Y'all, uh, we have to be careful when we do that. Some of us are striving for power. Uh, having the last word, y'all think that's powerful. Um, often by people who lack assertiveness in other areas of their lives. So it's difficult to deal with um, as some some of the people on the other end is the recipient of your onslaught. And, you know, try not to be drawn into debate with this person, y'all. They will do their utmost to drive you down, you know, for your own self-esteem. Anger is one issue. Uh, refusal to debate calmly can be a reaction to feelings of anger. And shouting down an opponent, opponent is a way to express your feelings. So I, I think you got to revisit some things on, again, historicity of, of trauma bonds and why these things are. Who did something to you? What did they do? Did they silence you? Did they make you feel unworthy or that your opinion and things didn't matter? So now you got to treat the next person with that ah kind of thing. Uh, dominance. So, you know, you feel like... Um, an innate need to dominate people to establish your seniority. Um, that by having the sad, you know, last say. Um, but you gotta, you know, all of this stems, y'all, from self-esteem, low self-esteem, and things like that. Um, if we are secure in who we are, if we're secure in that, uh, we we wouldn't do that type of thing, you know, at all to people. But again, um, we we know he, here are some reasons as to why we do that. But we also want to get into some reasons and things that's going to help us along the way um, to uh, how to deal with these type of things. So how do you deal with an egomaniac? And is there any way to have a productive debate? Hmm. So when you have a conversation, let me just say this, with somebody who refused to listen, it is wise to choose not to continue the conversation. And I'm going to tell y'all something, you know, I'm talking about the ladies and why y'all have the last word, but you really don't understand how that damage, how that tear up your relationship uh, with a man. Uh, you can tear him down. You can emasculate this man because you feel the need for power. Uh, but um, 
you don't have to agree with everything somebody say or they feel is incorrect, but you can express it in a better way with a better point of view. So, um, and, and still be respectful and fight fair in the relationship. So, um, there's also personality types that has to have the last word. So we're going to list a few and then we're going to get back into how we deal with that and we'll be done. So dominant personalities, individuals with dominant personalities um, tend to seek control, want to be in a position of power. They have strong self-confidence and find it difficult to accept being contradicted or losing an argument. Um, competitive personalities. These people are competitive by nature and they feel the need to have the last word in order to feel victorious or superior to the other person. And they often see debates or discussions as opportunities to prove their intellectual superiority or, uh, superiority or expertise. That authoritarian personality, woo-hoo. Individuals with this type of personality, they are inclined to want to exert their power and authority in all situations, y'all. They have a strong conviction about the rightness of their ideas and opinions only and may be reluctant to yield to others. That's not a good thing. Uh, Narcissistic personalities. Narcissistic people have a compulsive need to feel superior and to be admired. They they may have a fragile ego and a constant need for validation as a result. Y'all know they're going to strive to have the last word. But in all of that, what what does these personalities, what does each one have in common? And if you heard everything about it, superior, superiority, uh, power, power. So all of it leads to having a place in life to feel um, powerful. So that means somewhere along the way, somebody made you feel powerless. Somebody made you feel like you didn't count, that you weren't validated. But you got to know you're inflicting this from here on out into the future relationships. And then you wonder why all your relationships don't work. You wonder why everything fails. So we just want to get into how we deal with this. How do we, how do we deal with that? Because uh, uh, it, it's unlikely you are able to change a controlling person's mind. So the best thing for people to do, and men, if you're listening, is to uh, be assertive. So when you're led to deal with a person who constantly have the, have, have the last word, it's important that you're clear about your point of view, your arguments, and your decisions, and you stick to them. People don't need to apologize or justify themselves to y'all because y'all feel like that. We're going to tell you what we think with respect and clarity and act accordingly. So, you know, for that, I I just, I think that's, here's some things, y'all. Let's, a pathological need to have the last word, whatever the subject, is a sign of suffering. I'm going to say that again, a traumatic uh, event. From your past, if you're unable to let someone have the last word, if this habit is damaging to your relationship, you know, y'all need to maybe get some help too. You may need to make an appointment with a psychologist um, so you can live a happier life. Um, so, hmm, how do we do it? How do we do that as women? How do we change this? Um, in general, you know, uh, people would say, hey, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't try to have the last word. I always want to be right in a uh, conversation. It's not good. It's not a, a good climate for a conducive, uh, harmonious relations. But so number one, y'all, choose your battles. 
you don't have to fight over everything, especially trivial stuff. You don't have to do all that. There's no point in trying to be right if you don't know anything about what y'all talking about or the subject. Um, if, on the other hand, you have information, knowledge, and all of that, you gain confidence and insist on demonstrating that. But you don't don't forget that the best way to have an argument and an opinion on things is to be curious and open-minded. So don't get tired of discovering, but just, you know, uh, let's not do that. Sharpen that argument. Don't get um, go into the battle like unarmed, but just know what you're talking about, but do it in such a decent and order way. Don't try to win everything, y'all. That's not what it's about. Uh, if you love your person, if you are genuinely caring about somebody, you're going to care about how that person feels. You're going to care about how that makes that person feel. You're going to care about whether or not you emasculate your man because you want to be right in a situation. Uh, you got to learn to manage your emotions. So uh, you got to make sure that if these things arise, take a deep breath, slip away. But, you know, um, the secret is to understand that the person who shout loudly <laughs> isn't the most powerful and the person who cries isn't the weakest. So it's not a question of that, but remaining calm always makes it easier to follow through on your thoughts. Um, the impact on a partner, y'all, uh, can be in a result of a loss of confidence in themselves. Um, I, I, like I said, let's take some short breaks mid-argument till, till you cool down. Take a time out. Like these little kids y'all put in the corner. Take a time out. Uh, regenerate your brain. Slow down. <laughs> you know, you're breathing. Um, so you, you want to return to the conversation ready to listen. Um, if it's an argument over um, your partner keeps trying to reel you back in, try not to take the bait, y'all. So all I can say about all of this is we can get help. You can seek other things. Um, you know, silence speaks volumes. You don't have to always bark. Silence is golden. Shut your mouth sometimes. Um, I think it's important. I think that, uh, but I had to learn this along the way. Don't don't get it twisted that um, I don't know so much if I was fighting from having the last say more so than fighting to be right uh, or not one to um, accept what that person was saying to me. So sometimes we are in those points where we're not ready to receive that open criticism. We're not ready to receive what that person is saying to us. So we want to overtop them. We want to get that last word in. We want to do that because we know sometimes getting the last word in means cutting that person off, especially a real man. He's not about to argue with you. Um, I could tell you the one thing I liked about um, this guy I dated a few years back was if we, of course, hell, I'm over 50 now. I don't have too much time to argue. I'm going to say what I say. But even when we did um, have a disagreement, the first thing he would say is, hey, Kim, let's hang up before we say something that we both regret. Let's take a, you know, chill. I wasn't that female that go, no, you're going to talk to me. No, you're going to, no, okay, let's go. We're going to do that. And it saved that you know that man that be lying. I don't know where he at nowadays. That sticks and stones and break my bones with words will never help. It saves those things in a relationship. Y'all don't realize that when you say certain things and you have to be right, you're not in a rational mind. You're not fighting from a place of, I'm trying to get you to understand me. You're fighting from a place of victory. You're fighting from a place that, oh, I'm going to win this argument. No, you're not going to out-talk me. You're not going to outdo me. So in thinking that, 
you're not even looking at the bigger picture of what that's going to do. You're not looking at the damage that you're about to cause in this relationship. You're not looking at the damage about you shutting this man down. If it's something they sharing with you, I can rest assured and you can best believe you won't have that conversation again with them. So even in that, be careful of what we say, even when they get to that place where they feel like they can trust and have that open conversation and dialogue with you. You can damage and tarnish that as well. So you don't want to do that. You want to leave that open, no matter how much it hurt, no matter how bad it sounds. Be willing to listen openly, to give them voice as well. Girl, I could tell you, um, me not having anything to say doesn't take anything away from me because, because I know who I am and I know whose I am. But when we're in these places where we don't know who we are, we don't know what we offer or what value we have, you again, you're fighting for a victory that you've already won. The Bible says we're fearfully and wonderfully made with a head and not the tail. You know, I am his workmanship made in that. So when you know who you are and you don't need validation from anybody else or you don't need this relationship to make or break you, um, I, I, it's easier to just hang up. It's easier to get off of that phone. It's easier to stop that five-page book of texting. I have seen females that will text a whole, that's not me. I will not text you a book. Now, if you call me in them bad days, you might get a flag. <laughs> you might get a flying flag. I might say something about your mama back then. But that's about all you're going to get from me. But what we're not about to do is sit here and argue all day. What we're not about to do is write a whole book so I can win. Girl, that's not me. Y'all so petty. And I know I could be petty, petty. Ask Courtney. <laughs> Ask my daughter. Oh, I got the gift of pettiness. But as we mature and as we get older, those things leave us. And then it becomes not a point of come from a place of winning. But uh, sometimes we can compromise. There are some things that's worth compromising. There are some relationships that's worth the fight. And if it's a constant struggle, then you might have to question yourself for what, it, you know, where you are in this relationship. What type of relationship is this? And if, if this is something that's from God. So a lot of times, those are the other things. We get into things that are toxic, you know. And so if you're coming from a place of toxicity, then it's going to always be that. Um, if there's a lack of trust, this person cheated, there's always going to be an issue because you, you, you lost the trust and you've lost the footing in that foundation in that relationship. So now everything becomes an argument. Everything comes from a place of winning because you got that built up, pent up hatred and resentment from what they did. Leave. Get your butt up and leave. If you cannot forgive them, if you cannot move forward from that, if everything's going to be a clap back, leave. Because some of y'all paid it for the clapbacks, and that's not what it is. And again, okay, let me say the other number one. It ain't cute. It is not cute that we do that. It, you know, you think you're winning, but you are so immature. You're so uh, not the lady. And so don't let them take you to that place. But then the other side of the coin is, if y'all know y'all hadn't healed fully from previous relationships or previous things in your childhood, Stop getting caught up into everything because that person didn't cut you. So why are you bleeding on them? Everybody else now in your path is, is like a damn uh, tornado coming. You're going to wipe out everything in your path because when they say something, they're going to your trigger. It triggers you to remember the things of old. It triggers you that, oh, he did this to me, so now I'm going to do this. Oh, I'm going to do this. Now y'all are fighting from broken things. You're wounded. 
and you're going to wound that other person, you know, so be careful how we treat people. Be careful that we have to have the last. It's not important because I can trust and believe and tell you, you can have last say, but when you change that man and when he's done, he's done, you know, uh, again, he going over there to side chick and Bonquisha because she ain't about all that. She ain't going to say nothing. She going to be silent. She know what he going through on that side and that's going to be his solace. He may come back home, but that's going to be his solace on the other side. So no, I'm not saying that from a place of, of weakening yourself so that you can have that, but you need to vet those relationships, but you also need to vet yourself and where you are in life. If you're willing to accept that, are you at a place where you're a better person and you've healed from things of the past? So there's a lot of dynamics to that, but we're drawn into things because of past. We're drawn into things because of past hurt, past relationships and things like that. So yeah, kind of catch yourself, watch yourself. When you get into these things, okay, Lord, what made me say that? What did he say that triggered that in me? So then after that, you have to go into that trip. Why did that bother me? So where am I seriously in life that that, what he said bothered me? So you just got to get to a place where, um, one, healing is paramount. Two, self-love. Three, valuing yourself. And four, just learning to respect the other individual in the relationship. You don't have to tear a person down to win. You don't have to just cuss a person out to win. We have to be mindful about our words. The power of life and death is in the tongue. They that love it will eat the fruits thereof. So just remember, you're speaking things into existence. You're speaking those things even into your own life. You think you got him, but you're hurting yourself as well because you're putting these things into your life as well. So just be mindful that what you're putting out is into the atmosphere now. Wherever you are in your life is in the atmosphere now. So I just wanted everybody to be mindful. Ladies, we got to come up. We got to step up. We got to empower ourselves along the way on this journey um, to being better women, um, better stewards over what God has given us. We are a gift. We are a prize. We are queens in this thing. So conduct yourself as a queen. Next time you get out of character and you act in a complete donkey, look at yourself in the mirror and say, is this how a queen would act? Is this how a woman who knows who she is and where she at in her place? Is this how she would respond in a situation like that? So you have to start looking at yourself and where God is and where you're grounded at right now, at this moment, at this time. If you're still in that whole mess like that, you haven't grown. You haven't matured. You're still playing games. So you got to understand that um, men respect us better. They'll love us more. Um, when we can be equal in this thing. Fight fair, y'all. Stop doing these men like this. And um, stop doing it to yourself. So it's not so much as that. And a lot of times... <laughs> Some people think I'm vying for the men. No, I'm vying for you because I'm trying to make you a better woman into knowing who you are and whose you are and to know that you can still win. You can still be silent um, because you may win this battle, but did you win the whole war? Did it edify? Did it bring um, any kind of peace and harmonious um, things to the relationship? No, you bring in dissension because now that man is shut down. Now he don't want to talk about it. And so now this man is internalizing, is this a woman I want in my life? Is this a woman that I could ride and rock with? Are you a ride or die? Or are you going to drive and wreck the car? <laughs> you might be a ride and wrecker. You ain't no ride or die. <laughs> so, you know, and we all learn along the way. Um, I, I have been at those points. Baby, I can get it and go and go hang up the phone and won't answer the call again because I got that last word. <laughs> 
But did I win? No, five different relationships later, did I win? I'm doing the same thing in every relationship. No, I'm the problem. You know, it's like that woman been married five times or that man been married five times. Hell, at some point, it ain't them. You got to look at you. What are you doing? Why can't you hold on? Why can't you keep that relationship going? And as a woman, what are you doing wrong? Because this here, that that mouth, baby, sisters got mouth on them. Y'all so independent. Y'all think because y'all got the dollar, y'all don't need no man. Oh, I make my own money. I don't need none. Because, hey, I'm saying I bring the table, but I still no submission. I can bring the table and still be that Proverbs 31 woman. Babe, I get up at 3.30 every day. I'm going to put it in. I'm going to put that grind in. I'm going to buy houses till Jesus come. I'm going to do everything. But there's still a place for me. You get what I'm saying? And if we order, if we honor that in the eyes of God, then those things are good for us. You don't always have to, like I said, do that when you're fighting with the world, you know, uh, and you're fighting the things from, from the world perspective, you know, uh, that, that that speaks volumes on why we're going to do that. But a woman of God, y'all know we are first and foremost a daughter of God. So we have that relationship. We can trust God that he's going to bring us through these things. We can trust God that uh, we seek more of him, reading his word, get into communion with him, get into that prayer and fellowship so that we can be better listeners and things to those. If we have that, every good work he put in us, you know, is it just, is it good? Is it pure? Is it harmful is this gonna hurt this relationship how is this gonna do to what is this gonna do to him if i say this this and this what is this gonna do to that man you get what i'm saying so we have to be able to follow our heart and be a woman of god do the work that he's called us to do show respect and gentleness um don't slander that man keep a clear conscience y'all and don't speak maliciously against him um so you want to be that woman of virtue um, an excellent wife who can find for her worth is far more above jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack. She does him what good and not evil all the days of her life. So a good supportive woman, you are a blessing to that man. You are a partner with him. You are reliable. You look out for his interests. You give him a security that is greatly lacking in the world. You are worth more than those things. So you, you know, you, you got to understand that, um, you, you gotta be that woman. You gotta be that covering. You gotta be that helpmate. You are educated. You are uh, strong. You know what your worth is. You know your responsibilities. So do what you're supposed to do and do what you've been called to do and, um, be that fierce provider and protector of that relationship that you care about. A wise woman, you build that house, but then those, hey, the ones that you tear down, be a wise woman and build your house. Be a wise woman and know who you are and what you exemplify and what characteristics that you have in these situations. You are a gift. You are the prize. Act like it. A woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. And he's going to know that. He's going to want that. And you wonder why that man ain't married you. He don't want that heathen. He don't, he don't want that damn hell fire. What the Bible says is better to, to dwell on the housetop. Then in, in, then in the house with a brawling woman, get your mind right. Get yourself right. Um, again, this is not bashing, baby. This is for us. This is to make us better. This is to empower us. This is for us to be better on our journey. This is for us to go places, y'all.
get it get it right don't get it twisted this is not a bashing session this is a hey let's lift each other up let's empower each other to be better to be better women of god to be better and that's what we want to do so i hope to help you i hope um, it, it did something for you and give you a cause for pause. Take some time out. Ask those questions. What am I doing? What am I doing wrong? Why am I feeling the need to win? What does this do for me? <laughs> you feel like you, oh, who right? You got those pom-poms, but then you come back and he gone. You got those pom-poms up and you ain't did nothing but tear that relationship down a little bit more. So be mindful. Be a child of the most high God. We're the head and not the tail above and not beneath. We'll lend to many nations, you know. We we rise early to get this thing in. Y'all are women of God. Y'all are beautiful. You're lovely. You're amazing. You got this. You can do this. We are it. Love you.